You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Fairly Dickinson, that's who's dancing. Uh, listen, uh, we are, uh, we're going to start the show off really strong. What do I mean by that? Seth Greenberg joins us now here on 98.7 ESPN. This was our only time we could get him on the program. I said it doesn't matter. We will lead off with you, Seth, former FDU uh, grad, and of course played for FDU back in, uh, in in 1974 through 78. So you were the first person who came to mind. I said I've got to get him on my Sunday show. Good morning. Thank you. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. It's a great time of the year. Obviously, the tournament's been exactly what we expected, and. I say from the selection Sunday to the end of the first weekend, it is the best week in sport. I don't care what the sport. I don't care if it's the Super Bowl, the World Series, the college football playoffs. There's no greater week of sport than from selection Sunday to the end of the first weekend. I, I love it. I, I absolutely <clears throat> love it. Um, well, let's start first and foremost with, with FDU, right? Uh, you know, Anderson, uh, Tobin Anderson comes in uh, from a D2 school. Uh, really turns things around. He's got a number of players who follow him there. They beat Texas Southern 84 to 61, which is a really was a really big surprise to me. Full disclosure, I did not have them winning that game. And then on top of it, pulls one of the biggest upsets, only the second time ever in the history of this dance. Um, does a 16 seed beat a one seed, beating Purdue 63 to 58? Seth, your thoughts on this team and, and, and what Coach Anderson has been able to do with this with the squad? Tobin's done an amazing job. That's an understatement, <clears throat> for sure. And, you know, getting those three guys to come with him so they understand his culture, his identity, and how he does things, and they could basically coach the locker room, I think was really, really important. Uh, but it's all about identity. NCAA tournament's all about, we always say it's, all, it's about matchups. Well, if you can impose your identity in that matchup on the game, uh, then you have a chance to win the game. And that's exactly what they've done the first two games. So, look, this is a team that lost 15 games. So, I mean, it's not like this team has been undefeated. But what it does do is it, it basically gets up and under you and distorts everything you want to do. They attack you offensively. They attack you defensively. They take you out of rhythm. They make you react to them. And, and that's what happened in these two games. Uh, you know, think about the Purdue game. Uh, ball pressure. Ball pressure buys time. Swarming the post. Uh, spreading Purdue out, driving Purdue, uh, having no fear, taking care of the basketball. Fairly Dickinson, they don't turn it over. They make threes. They turn you over. Uh, those things are what they were able to do against, a, obviously, a very, very talented, very well-coached Purdue team. And uh, it's been a great story. I mean, it really has. I'm so happy for those kids. I'm happy for Tobin. It's great for the university. Uh, so it's it's been a great week. Well, let's, let's dive into all that, right? Uh, because, you know, first and foremost, you talk about what it means for the university, and, and, and I was just informed of this. Every win, that conference gets about $2 million, from what I understand. And so for, for FDU not to just win one game, but to win two, talk about what this means for that conference. Talk about what this means for Coach Anderson and also recruiting in the trans, transfer portal moving forward. There's so much... Uh, that 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 really comes along with the success that FDU has had so far, right, Seth? Yeah, well, I, I think it's even more than two million dollars per win, but uh, they get yeah they get a share is what they do. And mm-hmm. but for the conference, it's notoriety for the conference, it's credibility for the conference. It's you know basically uh, it doesn't just affect uh, FDU; it affects everyone in the conference because it basically creates a vision of what's possible. Uh, for Fairleigh Dickens, you're right about the transfer portal because. You're fairly Dickinson. You have good young players 
If they play well, you know, basically the mid-majors or the high-majors are going to go and recruit them right off your roster. But if you're Philly Dickinson now and you say, wait a second, these guys came in one year, boom, they turned around, look at their style of play, look how much fun they're having, how aggressive they are. If they're another mid-major and they want to transfer down, if they're a D2, they're a really good player, and want to transfer up, Fairleigh Dickinson now becomes a destination. You say, wait a second, in one year, look what those guys were able to do. Man, look at it. They're running all over the place. They're trapping. They're pressing. Look offensively. they got so much freedom. They play with good space, and they play hard. Look how much fun they're having. Well, you know what? You can take that, obviously, with social media that the attention the school's gotten, and then with your own you know, social media department, you can create snippets to show the prospects, saying, hey, this is exactly how you say that. By the way, we're going to free you up offensively as long as you compete defensively. But, you know, look how much look, – look at the excitement that we've created. I mean, they sold out the Rothman Center uh, for a game in, the, in, in their NEC playoffs. I mean, it's, it's been great. It's been great for the university. It's been great for the basketball program. It's great for the NEC. Uh, and, I, you know, I just think that right now is a really good time. Now, it's hard to maintain – Look, when you win and get this exposure, it makes it a little bit easier to maintain. Absolutely. Seth Greenberg joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, bright and early on this Sunday fun day. Later on tonight, 745 is tip-off. FDU going up against FAU. I like to say those owls who live in the mouth of the rat. Uh, let's let's talk about this matchup. Um, you know, first things first, being a former coach, how do you refocus your guys, right? Coming off of something, again, that's only been accomplished twice in the history of this tournament, a 16 seed being a one. How do, you, how do you refocus their energy? And, okay, that was then, this is now, we've got to take care of business. Yeah, 24-hour rule probably, I'm sure, don't let them enjoy it. Uh, you want it to happen again? Uh, we're qualified, not satisfied. Why would we satisfy? We can be the number one seed. Why can't we beat, you know, Florida Atlantic? Uh Let's focus on doing what we need to do. Uh, we are our habits, and let's get back to our habits. Uh, let's get back to the things we do. Let's get back to our routine. All right? What can we give and what can we take away from FAU? How are we going to impose our identity on the game? What are the matchups that we're going to try to attack? And lay out a very specific game plan on no differently than any other game and how we're going to play. Tobin's uh, routine will not change. Coach Anderson's routine won't change. Now, obviously, he's going to have a lot more media uh, requests, uh, but he's got his staff is focused. He's focused. you got to remember that. These are two D2 guys, man. D2 guys are used to, you know, getting in the bus, driving the bus themselves, pulling over at McDonald's, having a pregame <laughs> meal, going playing the game and getting back in that bus and driving back. So, look, this is fun. They're enjoying it, but they're all about getting greedy. They're all about working. They're all about, you know, not having <clears throat> police escorts to games. Uh, you know, they're in the trenches. So he's got a D2 staff that understands uh, how to work and behind the scenes and do all the little things and all men on, on board and hands on deck. And, and that's exactly the approach that they will take, and that's the approach that the team will take. There's no doubt in my mind. So as we know, Tennessee <clears throat> beat Duke yesterday, 65-52. to 52. Literally so and figuratively. Back- <laughs> both um and so they're they're looking they're sitting back and they're going to watch this game and see whoever wins this one advances <clears throat> to take on tennessee not only that but at the garden seth at the garden you know a, a a drive a driver away right um from from where they reside uh, so with that being said what are your thoughts with this matchup are you giving fdu a shot here to possibly pull another upset and what do you think i think the garden will be rocking it will be unbelievable 
if they win, it'll be the first time, by the way, ever in the history of the tournament that a 16 advances to the Sweet 16, let alone be able to play at the Garden just a stone's throw from their, their home court. Unbelievable story here. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, first things first. What do they have to do? They've got to, you know, they, look, they've got to take care of the basketball against a very good FAU team. They've got to be able to make some threes, and they've got, they've got to force some turnovers so they can play out of defense. Uh, you know, they've got to spread FAU. FAU is a good team, by the way. I mean, really, really well coached. That's based on a great job. And John L. Davis comes up the bench. He's the leading scorer. They've got, they play four guards. But, yeah, I mean, it would be great. I'm not going to speculate, well, what happens to the Tennessee. Tennessee's the most physical team in college basketball. First played a game against Duke. When they knocked Philipowski right on his keister, that was a flagrant one. It wasn't called, and it set the tone for the whole game. 100% set the tone for the whole game. Uh, Tennessee outplayed. Olivia Conwell was absolutely terrific. But that was the worst officiated game I've ever seen in college basketball. If those guys advanced to the, to the next round of Sweet 16, it's a tragedy. And Tennessee would have won anyway. But that was a poorly officiated game from all hands. I'm getting calls from NBA guys. I'm getting calls from other officials almost embarrassed about how physical that game was. Uh, so, I mean, you, you play Tennessee, you got to deal with the physicality. Yeah, I feel that this has been, Seth, I feel like this has been the underlining tone this year in, in, the, in the games that I have watched. A lot of times I'm looking, I'm like, oh, isn't that a foul? No, man, they, they are letting them play. They are letting them ball. Uh, this tournament, which is great. I know we've got to let you go. You've got a sports center hit coming up uh, really quick. Who do you have winning this whole damn thing? I still have Alabama. <clears throat> I think they're the most talented, deepest team. Uh, they're, they're a team that can survive. Yeah, certain guys not playing well. They've got great depth. They run you off the three. They protect the rim. They've got the best college prospect in in the game. And Brandon Miller, uh, great length and athleticism. Uh, I still have Alabama winning. I got Connecticut getting to the Final Four, but I got Alabama winning the championship. Fantastic. Seth, again, so appreciate your time on this Sunday morning. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nita. You got it. Seth Greenberg joining us here at 98.7 ESPN. Uh, he's got a big day ahead of him. So thrilled that he was able to pop on with us again. Uh, attended FDU. Played for FDU back from 1974 to 78. So uh, so really awesome to get him on board. 800-919-3776 is the phone number. Uh, we come back. Uh, I'll uh, preview the show for you. We're going to dive into a lot today. Obviously, it's March Madness. You know how I roll. A lot of March Madness talk. Looking forward to a number of games, including that FDU uh, matchup uh, that's coming your way later on tonight. Um, also, Stacey Dales from the NFL Network is going to join us in our second hour. She covers the Green Bay Packers. I thought it'd be great to get her on, see what is she hearing from the NFL Network pertaining to the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I do want to have that discussion with you as well. I might have a different take than most in regard to why the Jets are in this predicament. Um, so uh, so all that, some uh, obviously some, uh, some NBA as the Knicks beat the Nuggets last night. How about that? So we'll talk some NBA also, some Major League Baseball, World Baseball Classic. Too many injuries going on, especially some big-name players. What are the Mets going to do for a closer? So uh, we're going to dive into a lot today. We've got some XFL. we got an XFL game coming your way as well a little bit later on tonight. Um, and, um, and we're taking your calls. Let's rock and roll. It's Sunday fun day with you until noon this afternoon right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, we just had Seth Greenberg join us on the show. Uh, you know, I think one of the biggest things today is refocusing, right? Again, only the second time in the history of this tournament 
one out of 150 that a 16 seed beat a one seed. Second time ever. Do you guys, uh, by the way, we've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show today. Gentlemen, good morning, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Anita. How are you doing today? I think I'm better than you because I know you're Iona. What, what is, what is a, is it a gale? What, it's a what gale. Is, yeah, what is a gale? Um, to be honest. Do you not know what it, you went I to, have you went no to school idea. there, dude. Do you not? Oh, wow. Whoa, Joe, whoa. Does that, I mean, whoa. I do take the, I mean, I am an alum, but I went for graduate school. <laughs> My undergraduate school. Oh, you should college. know what a gale is. Hey, hey. Maybe I should know what a gale is. Maybe yeah. I should know what a gale we is. We both if, should. If anybody, anybody knows what a gale is, please call in. 800-919-3776. Both Joe and I want to be informed uh, I'm of, looking at of this. what a gale it, is. It looks like a form of a tiger. Doesn't look oh. all that. Doesn't look all that handsome, but it's a form of a tiger. Really? It's no peacock like St. Peter's, but it's a tiger. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um. So. Uh, so Joe, just so you know, buddy, you know how much I loved Iona. I think Iona got screwed in regard to having to face UConn uh, in the round of 64. I told you that. I didn't think it was a good matchup. Um. But. I loved what I saw from Rick Pitino, and I love what I saw from Iona this season. So I, I took the nine. I had, I had uh, Iona plus nine, and boy, did it turn around and bite me in my butt the second half of that game. Boy, they just, they just, man, they crumbled like tissue paper. Dude, what happened? I mean, Hawkins set the tone in the second half from Jump Street immediately, and I mean, Sonogo had the game of his life. My dad's a huge St. John's fan, so I've been watching a ton of Big East basketball this year. I was actually in the building when they played Marquette in the semifinal. They didn't play well at all, and that's the reason why I was so high on Iona is from the last two games of Iona's regular season in conference play to the championship game, they were playing their best basketball. That I loved. I had no idea Barrick John Louis was going to have the game of his life, which thrilled me to no end but I thought that Jenkins and Walter Clayton Jr. were going to play better than they did and again Sonogo I was worried about him I didn't think he was going to put up 28 and 13 that's just boy he was he was a beast he was a monster nobody could stop him he was a monster every single time a shot went up it, it was like he had magnets in his hands and when he put a shot up it was like he had a magnet from his hand to the basket because it was going to go in. There, there was no stopping him. My only hope was that Hawkins was going to have a, a second bad game. In the first half, it looked like I was right, and Iona was rolling, and it was the, probably the best half of basketball in the tournament, and I don't think I'm biased in that. It was The, the energy and the pace was tremendous. Patino ha- had his guys ready, and... As an Iona fan, I'm just worried that this is going to be his last game and this is going to be the lasting memory of Patino as the head coach of Iona going out to, think, to UConn in, in this unceremonious fashion. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, Harvey just told me we've got some, uh, some Patino sound. Let's listen in. I really haven't put any thought into it at all. <clears throat> I hear a question from you, and I think when you start thinking ahead, you always fail. And we, we put a lot of effort into this game. And I don't know. I don't know if, if it's right for me, uh, another job. I don't know that. So Rick Bettino, uh, a lot of talk and speculation prior to uh, this matchup uh, against UConn, uh, whether or not this would be his last season. 
Uh, but it was a great season, nonetheless. Like I said, it's just I think it's unfortunate. I, I just think this was not a good matchup for Iona. I think if he would have gone up against a different team, uh, maybe there would be a different result and we would see them uh, play in the round of 32. But nonetheless, UConn advances, and now uh, their next matchup is against St. Mary's. Just FYI, I've got UConn uh, half and half in my brackets coming out of the West, representing the West. Half my brackets, I have UConn representing the West. The other half of my brackets, I have Gonzaga um, representing the West. So we'll see what happens there. 800-919-3776. This portion of the show brought to you by Sloman. Sloman's Home Security is celebrating their 100th year anniversary. You want to call 1-800-ALARM-ME to protect your home and, of course, your family. So make sure you do that. Um, big, a, lo- a lot of, a lot of <laughs> let me, as Seth Greenberg, who, who joined us, he, I mean, he was spot on. He said, man, uh, this is, he feels this is the best time of the year. I, I, I always say this is the second best time of the year because you know me, my wheelhouse is football. I love the NFL. I love playoff football. I love the Super Bowl uh, when it's a good matchup. Uh, and, uh, it's, you know, there's, there's no, uh, you know, I, I'm not even going there. Never mind. Um, but uh, but considering that there are a number of uh, of higher seeds that are upsetting, like Furman advancing. Granted, they lost to San Diego State yesterday, um, but Princeton making a run now. They beat Missouri. They they just didn't beat Missouri. They it was a beat down of Missouri in those Tigers, seventy eight to sixty three. So that was really impressive. And, um, and so now they're waiting to see the winner of Creighton and Baylor. I like Creighton coming out of there. Also, you know, probably the biggest game yesterday, last night was Tennessee and Duke. Full disclosure. I had Duke. I laid the five and a half. I just thought, you know, Duke has looked great leading up to the tournament. Of course, they won the ACC conference tournament and, um, and then unfortunately ran into Tennessee. And as Seth was, was, was talking um, just a real physical game. Uh, bully ball is is pretty much what you saw, and uh, but I'm not sure you guys if, if you've been watching. I've been I've been I haven't gone outside in like over forty eight hours. I've been wall to wall watching all these games. I've got all three of my TVs out in my living room. It's been a ton of fun. But I feel like this has been the underlining theme. Not sure if you guys are, are agree or disagree, Harvey Joe. I don't know how much basketball you've been watching through work and whatnot, but I just feel like it, it wasn't just the Tennessee-Duke game. I just feel like the the underlining theme this year in the tournament is letting these guys ball, like the physicality and the calls that are not being made. And I, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with it. Like, I like it. I'd rather, I'd rather games be, you know, um, refereed this way than the alternative. Uh, and and ticky-tack fouls. I can't stand that. Right, because now what's happening? Now you're 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 putting really the uh, the onus of the outcome of the game in the hands of of the reps. So now I know that there is a line to be drawn, and maybe Tennessee um, stepped over that line yesterday in regards to the calls that were not made against Duke. Uh, but nonetheless, if you have to say to me, all right, Anita, which way would you rather have the officiating be in this type of tournament? It would be where yeah they're letting these dudes ball they're letting them like bump in the paint they're letting they're they're letting the physicality happen reasonably and i think that's what we're seeing and i don't have a problem with that but obviously uh seth 
Greenberg, who was just on with us, said that it was an embarrassment and uh, he was receiving a ton of text messages from college and NBA coaches uh, who were uh, upset with the calls that were not made in that Tennessee-Duke game. But nonetheless, Tennessee advances. They took care of Duke 65-52 to and now wait for the winner of FDU and FAU, which is really, really interesting because FAU um, upset Memphis, FDU upset Purdue, and so now what? This is going to be interesting. This is going to be fun. Great game. Again, tip-off is at 7.45 tonight. I can't wait for it. Quick break. We come back. Uh, we'll do a, a quick look around, look-see. What are some of the other games on tap for today, this afternoon, in this evening? And uh, and also, I just got off the phone with Mike Tannenbaum. So really cool. He's going to join us at 10.15. And then we'll, we'll follow up with Stacey Dales at 10.30. Why do I want Mike Tannenbaum on? Uh, Rich Samini who does a phenomenal job covering the Jets, uh, has a great article, column, sorry, um, on ESPN.com. It just dropped about three hours ago, really breaking down the whole Aaron Rodgers-Jets situation and scenario. And and something that stood out to me, uh, which I find interesting, and I called Mike on it this morning, and then I asked him, hey, you want to come on and we can talk about it. Here's something really interesting. Um, the Green Bay Packers, their cap hit, um, if they trade Aaron Rodgers bef- before June 1st, they take a hit of $40.3 million. If they trade Aaron Rodgers after June 1st, the cap hit now uh, reduces $25 million and, well, it reduces $25 million in 2023. So, so $40.3 million would have to be paid this coming season. That's the cap hit this season. If they, if, if they trade him after June 1st, then the Green Bay Packers would take a cap hit of 15.8 this season. That's $25 million less in cap space. And 24.5 in 2024. How much of this is the holdup? with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I'm just curious. I, I don't, listen, uh, above my pay grade, right? Above my pay grade. But reading Rich Zemini's column this morning, I, uh, I thought about it and who else to call but Mike Tannenbaum, who was a former executive, as we know, with the Jets and now part of ESPN. So uh, I spoke to Mike this morning and uh, I gave him those numbers. I told him to marinate in it and he's going to join us at 10.15 this morning to break it down. Then following him, we'll have Stacey Dales on from the NFL Network. She covers uh, the NFC North, knows Aaron Rodgers uh, extremely well, and uh, has her finger on the pulse of this story and this situation. So we'll get the latest from her as well. So a lot of Jets and NFL talk coming up in your in the second hour, and uh, and we'll also talk about the Knicks and what's going on with the World Baseball Classic. Yay to Team USA! But too many injuries happening, right? Diaz with the Mets, he's done for the season. Done. Hang him up. Done. What are the Mets going to do for a closer? And then um, and Altuve uh, got got hammered on his hand. And so not sure now he's going to be out. Now, not the whole season, but still. So I think there's a discussion to be had there in regard to the World Baseball Classic, and especially when it's played. So um, so I, I do want to dive into that this afternoon. So still a lot more coming your way. Nita Marks with you. It is Sunday Funday getting you ready 
for uh, for the, for March Madness today. Um, I'm excited. Some really good games on tap. We'll dive into those. Chris wants to explain what a gale is. Chris, you'll be first up when we get back. Okay, so hang tight, dude. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I love March Madness. Do you guys follow me on social media? If you don't, it's okay. I won't be insulted. No, I'm just do. asking. Uh, did you you see my setup with my three TVs? Yes. Oh, God, I love it. And I, I literally, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. I literally did not exit my house for 48 hours. I like I went I went I went grocery shopping yesterday for like I don't know 30 minutes. And I, mean, I, I had to go. I had to go trapped in snowstorms that don't leave their house for. So I mean, what's the difference? It's just a well, I could, avalanche well, of basketball. Well, it's it's it was beautiful weather out. I typically I typically don't stay indoors for 48 hours. I'm just saying, like like it was a choice. It was a choice to stay in 48 hours. I watched every game. I had three TVs going, um, wagering on 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 everything. Oh, so fun! One of my bucket list things is to be in Vegas for this weekend. So uh, one of my bucket lists is to be like at a sports book. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that's the, hopefully one day. Hopefully one day that'll happen. Um, I would lose so. a ton of money if I did that. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm I'm even right now. I'm not I'm not crushing it this year. Usually I I usually I usually do very well in the round of 64, but because of the parity uh, this year, um, I'm 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 about even. I'm not I'm not winning money. I'm not losing money. I'm about even right now. So, but you know, I always tell people when you gamble, it's the price of um, enjoyment. What do I mean by that? You pay money to go see a movie, right? You pay money uh, to uh, go to, I don't know. I'm, I've, I've got, <laughs> I don't know why I have the zoo on my mind. Maybe because I'm, I'm from my birthday, I'm ta- I'm connecting the dots here mentally. Um, talking about, about bucket lists. One of my bucket lists is to have a sloth encounter. And so for my birthday, I booked it. Um, so I'm going to the sloth encounter in Long Island for my birthday. I'm going to spend an hour with eight adult sloths and two babies feeding, hugging, petting. I'm going to be crying. I'm going to be an absolute wreck. It's a bucket list. I'm going to check that off this, this year. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, so I, my point being is, um, you, you pay money for enjoyment, right? That's, that's what you, in my opinion, that's why you gamble. You pay money to, to put money on a game because you're going to enjoy watching the game more. It's just a fact. You, even if it's a dollar, doesn't have to be more than a dollar. Just put a dollar on a game. Trust me. Uh, you're going to be more invested and you're going to have a, a it's going to be a much more enjoyable time watching it. Now, if your bet doesn't pay, yeah, that stinks. And, you know, it's, but if you gamble responsibly, I always, and two things I tell people, number one, gambling, you're paying for the price of um, more enjoyment in watching a product. And number two, never, never gamble more than what you can afford to lose and your life doesn't change because more times than not, you are going to lose. More people lose. Odds makers are the most intelligent people on the planet. So uh, there's a reason why those odds are made and they're out there and the majority of people lose and, and casinos and sports books make all the money. So just keep that in mind. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Chris. Chris wants to explain what a gale is. Chris? Oh, well, Anita, first, if you want to have a sloth experience, just hang out with me and my friend. 
really the same thing. <laughs> okay. Um, no, so it was funny. You were having the discussion with about the Gales. We were sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings for eight and a half hours the other day watching all the games. And I love it. The Gale, com- the Gale conversation came up because we were like saying, what's this nickname? What's that nickname? Like, like uh, you know, trivia questioning each other. And we were like, well, what is a Gale? And we looked it up. And it's basically, it's a Gaelic person. Pretty simple. It's an Irish person of Gaelic descent. Okay. No more, no less than that. And if you look at the mascot. So, so, it's, so it's not an animal. No, I thought it was a bird. That was my guess. Okay. And great guess. Great guess. I would, I would imagine that there is a bird out there that very well could be named, called a Gale. It sounds, it sounds appropriate. Okay. But yeah, we looked at the mascots, and if you look at the mascots, they look like Lord Farquaad from the movie Shrek. I don't know why, but that's what they look like. Okay, I have to go. I have so to we Google were, that. Yeah, we, we we were looking. We obviously took out our phones and and we're looking at it. But yeah, we had the same argument about what is a gale and why did nobody know what a gale is. So. I, Chris, thanks. Thanks for sharing. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Joe, now you're in the know. Now you know your alma mater. Um, I mean, that makes sense why Killian looks the way he does. That's the mascot of Iona. So, I mean, what is, what does he give me? What does he look like? Because I didn't I didn't I didn't I don't recall this character in Shrek. So, I mean, he's about the same height as Lord Farquaad. He's got the the Lord red Farquaad. But I'm but, he's got okay. the red garb, so he's a he's a shorter man, I would say, if you're gonna average it out, probably five six. In dark red garb. It's like a gown. Oh, I see. Okay, you know, okay, now I see. But okay, instead you know of what, having you... a head of hair, Killian mm-hmm. is bald with a beard. Instead so he's got a beard and he's and he's bald. So instead of having a luscious head of hair like Lord Farquaad, he's just bald like a monk so so very interesting I'm, I'm looking at this so lord farquad uh to me looks like um uh, the quarterback from um the uh the jacksonville jaguars but with but he has brown hair he looks like trevor lawrence to me that jawline no that's uh complete i had no idea that that comparison was going to come up yeah, I can see it. Com- I can see it. Right? The jaw the jawline? Oh, that's so Trevor Lawrence. Just put put some blonde hair on him and yeah. That should be the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning. What's happened? Some great games, right? Oh, unbelievable. I, I can't can't I wait for these- today. Can't wait for today. I love these episodes. I don't think you're gonna make it top Princeton and if and uh, Philly Dickerson, two Jersey schools, but you know I'm a Pac-12 guy. Uh, USC, Arizona, typical. You think UCLA can get advance and and further uh, as well, as far as possible. Hoping Gonzaga loses today. And one more thing, I think it's to uh, the Pack. And the one is so this trade with the with, with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets is not going to happen until like at least past June. And who, who has leverage? Could Green Bay just hold him and keep him and not make the trade at all? Just just for spite. I mean, he's not going to This is why, and, and this is why yeah. a, a few things. Mitch, thanks for your phone call. I appreciate it. Um, so uh, you asked about UCLA. Uh, they're waiting to see the winner of Gonzaga and Arizona State. Um, I think Arizona State is on borrowed time. So I'm sorry, TCU. 
TCU. I apologize. It's TCU. Um, I think Gonzaga does advance. And I've got, like I said, I've got Gonzaga as well as UConn split representing the West. So I'm actually rooting against UCLA. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, I've, I've got to win this bracket because, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing even right now in regard to uh, the wagers I've made the last uh, three days. Let's go to Danny in Long Island. Danny, you're up. I enjoyed your bucket list about being in the sports bar. So basically you want to look like one of those poker players with the hoodie on, hasn't seen the sun in like four days. Vitamin D deficiency oozing out of your pores. Not not a good look for a beautiful woman like yourself, Anita. But it's but it's good. I, I can see the excitement. Sign, sign, sign me up for this week, baby. Sign Listen, me up for I'm this week. I'll, I'll do it this week. <laughs> I'm walking my dog here freezing. I was in Boca watching baseball the past week, and now I'm up in New York. You know, 70-degree difference in temperature, I think, about 25 degrees out here. But anyway, I'm listening to you uh, talk about the sloth encounter, and I just got done perusing the Internet, and there's an article, a woman at a sloth encounter nearly had a hand bit off. So please, give the sloth some room. It actually happened this week. This is not an old story. It just happened. So we, we, need you, we need you healthy. We need you making us money for the football season. So please, give the sloth some room. And uh, maybe behind a cage, or maybe maybe meet the Paris. Can you meet the Paris instead? Maybe maybe some, uh, you know, meerkats, something a little less uh, volatile. So you're worried about me and my and my sloth encounter for my birthday, Danny? Really? That's yes, what this I phone call is about. We, I, I am worried about you as one of my favorite uh, radio personalities and someone who has made me some money over the years. So please give give the sloth some room. I I appreciate Danny. Thank you. Thank you for the phone call. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. 800-919-3776. I promise uh, I'll, I'll get to, uh, I'll, I'll get to uh, how I think today is going to pan out next. Uh, and then uh, kicking off hour number two, we'll hear from Rich Samini. Uh, he joined me earlier this week, had a really good discussion with him in regard to what is the holdup in his mind and um, in his opinion. Then of course, we've got Mike Tannenbaum on. I want to talk about the money implications and could this be the reason why uh, we haven't seen a move yet with Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. And then Stacey Dales is going to join us as well with an update. What does she know from the Green Bay Packers? And also, you know, Stacey has covered the Green Bay Packers for quite a few years now for the NFL Network. We've heard so many things about Aaron Rodgers, and the majority of the stuff is not good, right? Like egotistical, narcissist, blah, 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 blah. Like, I want to ask Stacey, like, what's the dude really like? So second hour, we'll do a deep dive into what's going on with the Jets, um, as well as... Um, the uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Also, I want to talk about the Knicks. Is they beat the Nuggets, dude. <laughs> Brunson back in action. Had a great game last night. Now the the Knicks have won three straight. I want to say they're two and a half back to uh, Cleveland. Could they make a good push? We'll, we'll take a look at the schedule. Strength the schedule remaining for both the Cavs and the Knicks. What that might look like. And uh, and also, like I said, I want to talk about the World Baseball Classic injuries happening right now. Diaz out for the Mets. Altuve gets hit on, on the hand last night. You know, uh, should, should, should we have a World Baseball Classic? Or should it be played at this, this point in time in the year? I think it's an important discussion to have. Um, so we'll bring that all to you right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. These guys are champions next to me. They're ACC champions. They've... You know, they have 27 wins. They've had a really good year. And I think I speak for all these guys. They can tell you if they feel differently. But we expected to be in this position. That's what we wanted. And that's why these guys chose to come here. And, um, 
you know, you want to be in a position where you have a chance. We're playing to go to, go to a Sweet 16 against a great team. And um, so it's hard to reflect fully right now, but I do know I'm proud. I'm grateful for these guys that they've stuck with it and just they made the decision to come here and come back and all that. Uh, but it, it hurts in the moment right now. Head coach of Duke. No more Coach K. Schreier. And um, unfortunately, they did lose to Tennessee yesterday, 65-52. to 52. We had Seth Greenberg on the show earlier this morning. Uh, he felt that it was an absolute disaster in regard to the officiating. I, I just feel across the board, the officiating has been like, let these guys play. Let them bump it up in the paint. I don't have a problem with it. I like it. I like it. Uh, Arkansas upset Kansas, 72-71. And Princeton beat Missouri, 78-63. to So where does everything stand right now? Again, Harvey and Joe are producing the show. Gentlemen, I know we were talking in the break. Uh, your brackets are D-E-A-D, dead. Mine is very much alive. Uh, let's take a look at what's going on in the South. Later on today, Alabama takes on San Diego State. San Diego, or I shouldn't say, no, 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 they played yesterday. Uh, so Alabama beat Maryland. San Diego State beat Furman. So uh, they will now advance to the Sweet 16. Princeton uh, beat Missouri, like I said. So now they wait. Creighton and Baylor are playing later on today. I like Creighton. Uh, coming out of the South, I've got Creighton matching up with Alabama. And I'm 50-50 in my brackets in regards to Alabama advancing and Creighton advancing. Who did you guys have coming out of the South? I had I had Duke. I, well, no. No, Duke's in the East. Duke's in the I'm East. I'm sorry, in the East. Um, so do you have, Ala- um, you had Alabama I had, or do you have Arizona? I, had, I actually, I had Baylor. Mm. I really like Baylor. I thought the big Okay, they're 12, still alive. Yeah, I mean, I have... I have Baylor and I have Texas, so the top half of my bracket's still alive. And okay, well we're not there yet. We're we're doing we're doing region by region. Well, so just, you, so you, I'm saying the reason why I, I brought up Texas and Baylor is just because the Big Twelve to me is the best conference, and they're happier than anybody to not play conference play anymore and actually get different teams on their schedule. I'm sure, so they're not beating up on one another. Um, Harvey, do you, who did you have coming out of the South? You know, I, I've been so caught up in so many things that I didn't really, uh, not say care, but I didn't really like focus on regions per se. Okay. I just had, I had Duke as one of my final four, but the fact that they lost last night was pretty uh, gut-wrenching for my bracket. So, I would imagine if you have them going to the final four. So uh, looking down in the east... I think very few people had FDU going up against FAU. Now, I did have FAU upsetting Memphis, did not have FDU upsetting Purdue, that's for sure. Again, that game is at 745 tonight. We'll all be rooting for FDU because if they do win, they take on Tennessee here at the Garden. Can you imagine how crazy the Garden will be if that's the case? Oh, my gosh. Sign me up. I need to, I need to know somebody who's got tickets to that. I want to go. Uh, Kentucky is uh, taking care uh, is is facing off against Kansas State later on today. I like I like Kansas coming. I mean I'm sorry. I like Kentucky coming out of there. Michigan State going up against Marquette. I think Michigan State pulls the upset. Marquette is the two seed in the East. Again, I've got Tennessee advancing uh, to the Final Four out of the East. In regards to the Midwest, Houston beat Auburn. Houston finally. Uh, really bringing it together and taking it to Auburn, especially in the second half. So they advance. They're waiting to see the winner of UM and Indiana. Now, I had Drake upsetting Miami. 
Uh, they look good in the first half. Miami came through in the end. But Indiana, boy, they look good. Uh, and uh, and I think they're bigs. What's going on in the paint for them, I think, is going to be too much for you. This is going to be a really interesting matchup, right? Um, because you've, you've got Miami, who's got really phenomenal guard play. And then, of course, um, you've got Indiana with, um, with Davis. Uh, and he 24 points and 11 rebounds he put up against Kent State. So two different styles of ball. What, what wins? That's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited for that matchup. Pittsburgh advance, so they're taking on Xavier. Uh, really not a big deal to me who wins that because I do have Texas making their way to the Elite Eight, but I have Houston coming out of the Midwest. And the region of death, as they like to call it, is the West. So as I said, Kansas upset by Arkansas, so they've advanced. Now they're waiting to see the winner of St. Mary's in UConn. Um, that I had in my bracket. I've got UConn um, advancing and making it to the Elite Eight. UCLA, now very really interesting. They're missing their best defensive player in Clark. Can they continue? They beat Northwestern yesterday. Can they continue? Gonzaga has to get past TCU. I think they do. And then I'm really intrigued with that Gonzaga-UCLA matchup. I've got Gonzaga going up against UConn. And again, out of the West, 50-50 with my brackets, Gonzaga and UConn representing. And then, of course, I've got a variety of Alabama, Houston, and Creighton winning the national championship. So that's where my brackets stand. So again, today, uh, you want to put some money on anything. I like Creighton. I'll lay the points against Baylor. I don't have a feel. I don't have any conviction in regards to FDU and FAU. I just don't. I know my heart's going to be rooting for FDU. I've got Tennessee coming out of that bracket, so it really doesn't matter to me. Um, I do like Kentucky. I do like Michigan State. I'll take the points with Michigan State. I think they went outright. Um, again, I do like Indiana. So give me the points. Uh, give me the points with Indiana. I think they upset University of Miami. Um, no conviction with Pittsburgh and Xavier doesn't matter to me. Again, I've got Texas advancing out of that lower bracket out of the Midwest. Um, I do like UConn. I'll lay the points with UConn against St. Mary and I do like Gonzaga. And so, uh, I'll lay the points with the Gonzaga beating TCU. That's what I like today. Just FYI. All right. Uh, we come back. We'll kick off hour number two. We'll hear from Rich Samini. We also have Mike Tannenbaum coming your way in about 15 minutes. Uh, really thrilled. I called him this morning. I want, I want to talk about the, the money implications in this Aaron Rodgers situation with Green Bay. I think this might shed some light in regard to what the holdup is. So excited to get Mike Tannenbaum on and Stacey Dales from the NFL Network who covers the Green Bay Packers and knows Aaron Rodgers probably better than most. You know, we hear so many negative things about Aaron and, and who he is as a human being. Um, I thought it'd be great to get Stacy on just to clarify what, what are her thoughts about Aaron Rodgers. So all that coming your way this next hour and we'll open up the phone line. Jeff fans, let's have the discussion. 800-919-3776. How frustrated are you? Like get the deal done already, right? You know, are you a few questions here? I'm going to throw out. Is Aaron worth considering that chances are you're only going to get him for one year. If he was 90, if he was 90% on the Pat McAfee show earlier this week, he said prior to him going into that dark room, whatever, he was 90% towards leaning towards retirement. Knowing that, are you willing to give up a first-round pick to get him for one year? 800-919-3776. Because that's what, apparently, what's being reported, that's what the Green Bay Packers want. 
800-919-3776. Let's have the discussion next right here on 98.7 ESPN.